0: You're tuned to More Living with Jim Brogan, broadcasted live from the Brogan Financial Studios at News Talk 98.7, where old-fashioned values, expert knowledge, and genuine understanding come together to give you the retirement straight talk you deserve. Jim's a former National Advisor of the Year recipient and a financial educator, and he's here today to talk about how you can live out the best years of your life Jim and the Brogan Financial Team have been helping retirees and pre-retirees across the Southeast for almost 20 years in their pursuit of financial independence. You can reach them during the week at 865-862-6800. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn, folks, because More Living with Jim Brogan starts now.
1: Welcome to More Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. This is News Talk 98.7 WOKI on this Memorial Day weekend. Definitely one of my very, very favorite weekends of the year. And let's remember all of those who have served us uh, and either uh, gave gave their lives for us or were willing to give their lives for us to create the freedoms that we enjoy today. The Consumer Price Index rose 4.2% in April as compared to last year and was up 2.6 for the year measured from the end of March. Now, keep in mind, that's measuring from April a year ago when we were in a pandemic. So that can be a little misleading, but there's no question prices are increasing. We could see higher prices when it comes to travel, food, cars. We know, we know fuel, gasoline costs have gone up, and other common goods and services. Inflation is a silent killer of retirement income. I call it the cholesterol of retirement income. You know, it's if you think about cholesterol, it kinda sneaks up on you. You just wake up one day and all of a sudden you've got a problem. And that's kinda the way it is with inflation. You don't feel the inflationary risks like you feel losing 40, 30 or 40% in a market, in a bear market. Uh, you know, because it happens so fast, but you feel it. You wake up one day 10 years later, and you're like, well, where's my income gone? So inflation can hurt retirees who are living off their savings, especially when we have interest rates near zero. It's a very powerful one-two punch to the gut when you've got some inflationary pressure and interest rates near zero. We already see predictions However, of a bigger social security cost of living adjustment for next year to keep pace with inflation a little bit better. And there are conversations about how to protect money from inflation among investors. So in today's show, we'll discuss these topics and many more. So if you have questions about your retirement and help overcome the challenges that could be ahead of you, you're in the right place. So here's what we're going to cover in today's show. Uh, We're going to talk about strategies to deal with inflation, what the Social Security's 2022 cost of living adjustment could be. We're going to talk about tax strategies for people over 50 years old, one of the two or three most overlooked areas in retirement planning, how you intentionally pay or don't pay income taxes, and how much you pay. And details on potential new retirement account legislation. That's right. We just passed retirement account legislation a year and a half ago, the SECURE Act. And now there's talk of a SECURE Act 2.0. So we'll answer retirement planning questions that you might have. And we'll talk about potential solutions to common problems. Um, I do want to tell you, you know, at Brogan Financial, we can help you with all areas of your retirement planning, including protecting against market risk and potential inflation, growing income, security of income in the short-term, growth of income in the long-term. But ultimately, it starts with knowing you first and serving your best interests as we are regulated as a fiduciary. And... Understanding the difference between a comprehensive plan and an investment plan. You know, an investment plan is only one piece of the puzzle. Everything has to fit together. The tax plan, the income plan, your Social Security election, your estate planning, your health care costs, and how you plan for health care costs. If you would like a complimentary review, uh, feel free to give us a call, 865-862-6800. We can do it virtually or in person. Uh, We're we're pretty much fully open now. Uh, We can also do a a 15-minute phone introduction if you'd like, and the whole point is for you to be able to ask me or ask us questions. So again, our phone number is 862-6800, or you can visit us online at BroganFinancial.com. Now, no one knows the future, and no one can predict the future when it comes to the economy or the stock market, but we can look at economic indicators regarding inflation and interest rates. So it certainly seems that inflation is increasing. The question is, is it temporary? We, we do, as I said before, I think we need to temper it with where what were prices in April of last year. We were on the front edge of the pandemic and the entire economy was shut down. So, you know, it can be a little misleading sometimes Now, Don't misunderstand me. We're definitely seeing increases in prices. But, you know, my concern with inflation is the long-term challenge. Almost 20% of all of the money in circulation in the United States today was printed in 2020. The Federal Reserve is continuing to buy U.S. Treasury bonds every month and they're printing they're putting more money into circulation to do that. So there's a lot more money out there. Now that doesn't automatically cause inflation, believe it or not, in the long term. Because the question is what's happening to that cash? How fast is it circulating through the economy? That's called the velocity of money. It's not just how much is out there, how's it being spent, invested, What's happening with it? You know, savings rates in the United States are the highest they've been at any time since shortly after World War II. The economy's opening back up. People are anxious to spend money. That's going to lead to supply and demand issues. If we go back to our economics 101, the supply cannot meet the demand right now. Not, with, not even factoring in that we have serious supply chain issues in many of the different industries. So in other words, we just can't meet the demand right now. And so prices are going up. But you know, we're going to only reopen the economy one time. So it's it's you know the the, the impact of reopening the economy and the supply and demand issues are not a permanent issue. It's a it's a short term issue. The challenge is longer term, if you've got all that money out there, how's the Federal Reserve going to unwind all that policy, all of that money that's been printed? And how's Congress going to unwind all of the stimulus that's been provided? So the challenge with inflation is the longer term challenge. Now inflation has averaged about 2.1% over the past 10 years. That's a per-year number. This year's expected rate is 4.4%. If you're looking at a retirement that's going to last 20 years or longer, you need to think about inflation-protected strategies. And this is especially true when interest rates are so low. So while inflation is creeping up, we have interest rates staying very low. And the Fed recently repeated that they will not raise interest rates for some time or pull back, and they're not going to pull back on their monthly bond purchases until inflation averages around 2% over an extended period of time. Well, it's been under 2% for an extended period, so now it's got to be over 2 for an extended period. So what can you do about all this? You have to have a strategy to increase the value of your investments, which can therefore increase your income stream as you age. And a diversified investment strategy is a way to do that. It's a great way to do that. The problem is in the short term, we don't know what are, what's going to happen in the stock market. And, and and when I say longer term, you don't have 30, you know, if you're 60 years old, you don't have 30 years. Or if you're 75 years old, you to certainly, you're already retired, you certainly don't have 30 years to wait for the stock market to win, And instead, you can create a plan where you focus more on seven, eight-year time periods. In other words, Jim, I need my market investments to grow over the next seven or eight years. I don't know when the ups and downs in the stock market are going to be. And I'm not going to worry about it because we can never guess that. And One of the keys to successful investing is to be fully invested in the market booms when we see surges, like we're seeing right now. The problem is we don't know when we go from the market surge to a bear market. And if you're going to be fully invested, that means you're going to be invested in the bear markets too. So you need, number one, you need time on your side. So you you cannot be depending on your market investments for income in the early years of retirement. That just would be foolish. And that's one of the biggest mistakes I see with retirees today. Is or people getting ready to retire? Is the dependence on stock market investments for short-term income, and that doesn't make any sense. You don't want to draw, you know, in 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 retirement, you're going to need income certainty. So you don't want to be drawing, you know, a fixed amount of income from a from a very uncertain variable investment. You want your risk investments to not be touched for the next seven or eight years, and then. If you want it to grow over the next seven or eight years, I mean what if we have a major bear market and another market correction or two bear markets in that eight years, like we did in the early two thousands. You know, if you're fully into the stock market, you're probably not gonna do you're probably not gonna grow much if we had two markets like that, because it takes too long to recover from big losses. And matter of fact, in this next segment, I'm going to want to talk about the cruel math of losses a little bit. But you need more diversification so that when one of the keys to being successful in retirement is when the market's down, the market investments you do have are not down as much. So you can recover a little more quickly. You're, You're in the red for a shorter period of time. And the traditional way to hedge that risk is bonds, U.S. traditional bonds. Bond funds is what most people use. And the problem with that is interest rates are so low today, we're on the front edge of a, well, let me say it this way, we're on the front edge of a bear market in bonds. We may be on the front edge of an historic bear market in bonds. So that hedging strategy is probably not gonna work very well. Instead, you need more diversification. And what that means is you have more things that zig and zag. So, in other words, when one holding or asset class zigs, another one zags. That way, if one thing like stocks is way down or stock funds, hopefully they're not all, you're not all way down. You've got some investments hedging that downside. So, you don't lose as much in the bear market. Now, that means the flip side of that is when the market booms, you're, you're always going to have a few things that are not doing as well. So, you know, when, when we have a bust, you don't lose as much. When we have a boom, you don't make as much. Every one of you listening today is going to have a, a potentially a different need for what your inherent risk should be. And that's going to be a function of when do you need to draw from your risk investments? How do you create an income plan? And what is your tolerance and your appetite for losing money? We are going to have bear markets. So in a, well, in a, in a good plan to beat inflation, You've just got to have security of income in the short term, but a a very, very diversified balanced portfolio that's not too dependent on the stock market and not too dependent on traditional bonds to hedge risk, I believe is the best way you're going to beat inflation in the long term. You just need that security of income in the short term. Now, when we come back, I do want to briefly cover the cruel math of losses And then we'll talk about potential Social Security benefit increase for next year because of what we're seeing with inflation. So don't go away. This is More Living with Jim Brogan here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI.
0: Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan.
1: Welcome back to More Living here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. I'm Jim Brogan, your host. We're on every Saturday uh, from 9 to 10 in the morning and again Saturday afternoon from 3 to 4 p.m. You can also catch our podcasts on our website. You can go to broganfinancial.com and click on radio. I'm very, very happy and proud to mention that uh, come Tuesday, We will have been serving the Knoxville market for 20 years at Brogan Financial. I started Brogan Financial on June the 1st of 2001. And there's nothing I have ever enjoyed more than serving the East Tennessee community, serving people. That's why we're in business. We are a service business. We serve people in helping them realize their dream retirement. And... Live life the way you want to live life. And we love serving the community and being involved in the community. This community has been so good to me. I grew up here. I have two degrees from the University of Tennessee, and it's just, I love East Tennessee. My wife, who's from South Carolina, has come to absolutely love East Tennessee. Uh, Check us out at BroganFinancial.com. we got numerous, uh, many, many tools and resources there for you to become informed so you can make prudent decisions that can impact the quality of your life. Now let's talk about the cruel math of losses because it's fundamentally very important to understand. You know, if you you create an income plan where you don't have to live off risk investments for six, seven, eight years, now you're not as worried about when's the next bear market. I mean, we'll probably have one in the next seven or eight years. But you don't have to worry about is it next year and three years because you're not going to need that money for seven or eight years. But that's not 30 years, and if we had a really bad bear market, your money might not grow much if you're just in the stock market. And let me explain that a little bit. Uh, you know, it, it's what I call the cruel math of losses. It's fundamentally important to understand as a core concept of wealth management. You know, if you have hundred thousand dollars and you lose 50%, you now have $50,000, right? Now, if you have $50,000, and you want to get back to $100,000, you've got to make 100% where you lost 50%. How long does it take to make 100%? It takes a long time, usually. That's some pretty cruel math. You know, the average bear market since 1900 is about a 40% downturn about every eight years or so. If you lose 40% to get back to break even, you have to make 67%. That takes years, usually. If you lose 33%, you've got to make 50% just to get to break even. Now, if you lose 20%, you have to make 25 So the math becomes not as... Cruel when the losses aren't as bad. So it's fundamentally important to understand shaving off some of those downside losses in the bear market is critically important as you get closer to retirement and as you are retired. And the best way to and so how do you hedge a portfolio to not be as volatile as the overall stock market? You know, if you're the market's down forty percent, you don't have to be down forty. You can have more diversification. Things one thing zigs another zags, like I talked about earlier. But the traditional approach to hedging that risk with traditional bond funds probably not gonna work very well in the future because of our current low interest rate environment. You've just gotta have more diversification things that zig and zag, things like commodities and energy and non-traditional bonds, which are bonds, you have to have a way to be able to add stability to a portfolio without shoot killing yourself over the next 10 years with interest rate risks because when bond values go up, excuse me, when interest rates go up, bond values go down. And that's the problem with traditional bonds. Non-traditional bonds, there's a lot of options for that. They can go up with rising rates because they have variable interest rates. So there's just other ways to hedge risk than traditional bonds. But you need hedges if you're not prepared to wait 20 years for the market to win. You know, you don't want to be just in the stock market. Okay, let's talk, I'm going to pivot here. Let's talk about Social Security benefits. They're slated for a raise next year due to inflation. You know, in, in, 20, in January, Social Security beneficiaries saw a 1.3% cost of living adjustment increase. Now, in 2022, you could be looking at a much higher increase due to inflation. Now, while COLA's cost of living adjustments are meant to help Social Security benefits keep pace with inflation, the purchasing power of the average Social Security benefit has fallen by a third since 2000, according to the Senior Citizens League. In other words, if you drew two, $2,100 a month in 2000 from Social Security, maybe today you're drawing, I didn't do the math, maybe today you're drawing $2,500, but it's the equivalent of drawing $1,400 in in the year 2000 dollars. You've lost one-third of that income, even with the cost of living increases. Why? Because cost of living increases with Social Security has not kept up with what retirees experience with real inflation. Now the Senior Citizens League predicts a 4.7 percent benefit increase for 2022, and that's based on increases in the consumer price index for urban wage earnings and clerical workers is largely behind that but that as i mentioned may or may not accurately reflect how retirees experience inflation so in you know in 2019 retirees saw a cost of living adjustment of 2.8% in 2021 1.3 but still losing buying power So this is where, over time, you've got to have a plan where your Social Security is probably going to be, as a percentage of the income you need to fund your retirement, Social Security, over time, is going to decrease, more than likely. Now, one way to keep that from happening is delaying Social Security. You know, you get an 8% per year increase in your Social Security benefit when you delay it. Now, can you afford to delay it? You know, if you gut your savings because you're not drawing Social Security, you know, you might need income. Well, Jim, if I delay Social Security, you're going to be taking too much from your savings. And if you gut your savings waiting to draw Social Security, that's not going to be good either. So the big thing I want you to understand about Social Security, one is that Social Security election, I like to say it's the most important election you'll vote on in retirement because it's critically important to understand can you delay How do spousal and widow benefits affect your decision? All of that stuff is critically important. And what is good for your neighbor or your coworker may not be the right strategy for you. Every social security election for every consumer is unique and needs to be tailored to your needs. All right, and then over time, you're going to become. You're going to have to become more and more self-reliant because your Social Security, once you start drawing, is likely not to keep up with the real cost of living increases. So you're going to need to get more from your savings in order to cover that. Now, that's what we project. When we project future income and expenses, we project Social Security income to increase at about half the rate of inflation. That's how we project it. Now, we can run it different ways, but that's, I think, a wise way to do it, to be cautious that you don't get stuck in 10 or 15 years, and inflation has robbed you of, all your, of a lot of your income. We're going to get to our bottom of the hour break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about tax minimization strategies for Americans age 50 and older. Many of you just got finished filing your tax returns for 2020. It's time to look forward and be intentional about your income taxes, it's the greatest expense you and I, most of us, will ever pay in our lifetimes. It's a lot more than our mortgage costs and our housing costs. It's a lot more than our health care costs for most of us. So how can you reduce your income taxes? Do you think tax rates are increasing in the future? Stay tuned. We'll talk about in the next segment. You're listening to More Living with Jim Brogan here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI.
0: Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan.
1: This is More Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. You can catch us every Saturday at 9 a.m. and again from 3 to 4 p.m. You can Also, listen to our podcasts online, BroganFinancial.com. Click on radio. You can also click on resources. We've got many guides on there, including tax planning in the new age. Are you concerned about the future of income tax rates? I think you should be. I think it's extremely likely that over the next 10 years, our income tax system will change some. And I think it's somewhat likely it may change dramatically. Our economic system may actually be reset somewhat. I'm not talking about a great reset. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But I mean, our economic system may just fundamentally change with how we're taxed, how the government provides benefits for everybody to ensure minimum income. There's no telling where we may be headed. Now, I could be wrong with all that. But we're going to see tax changes. I mean, we just, our debt is too high, our deficit spending is too high. I think it's very likely we're going to see tax increase. And your tax situation could really change significantly as you near and enter retirement. You could lose out on tax breaks if you no longer have dependents or if you no longer take the mortgage interest deduction. But there could be new tax breaks you're entitled to. So first, let's talk about before you retire. You know, if starting at age 50, when, the year you turn 50, you can put more money into a retirement account. You can put up $26,000 as long as you make that much. You can put $26,000 into a 401k or other employer plan. If they have a Roth option, that $26,000 could go in either traditional or Roth. Any employer match will always go into the traditional. But, you know, to me, I've looked at a 1,000 scenarios probably of the best way to grow wealth. And in my mind, looking at it realistically, the best way to accumulate wealth is in a retirement account. Whether you pay the tax up front and get tax-free growth like in a Roth or you get tax deduction up front, which helps you invest more initially, and you get tax-deferred growth, And then it's taxed when you draw it out, but those are the two best places of everything I've looked at to draw, retire, to to, to create wealth. And so the ability to add more as you're in your 50s and 60s is very, very valuable to me. Um, You know, your IRA, you can add another 1,000 a year. Uh, Once you hit 65, you may not be aware of this if you're not there already, but once you hit 65... You get an extra $1,300 on your standard deduction. An extra $1,300 per person if you're a married couple and you're filing jointly if you're both in the year you're 65 or older. So there are some things you can do to take advantage of when you're in your 50s and 60s. Now, when you retire, you have more. most retirees have more control over their income taxes than at any other time in your life. Because you don't have earned income anymore. Now, if you're drawing a pension, you know you're going to be taxed on that pension. So that's forced taxation. And if you delay your Social Security, that will delay numbers showing up on your tax return. That's a decision you make. That should be part of your Social Security strategy is the tax impact as well as many, many other things. You control how your money is invested and how the the investment monies are taxed that are not in an IRA. You know, anything inside your IRA or 401k is sheltered from income tax until you pull it out. But your non-IRA investments are not. So if there's a dividend, a capital gain distribution, an interest... You get it, that all's taxed, but you control how you invest that. You control where you draw income from, from your investments, and how it's taxed. Does it generate a 1099? You know, if you go down to the bank and draw out $10,000, that doesn't trigger income tax. That doesn't trigger a 1099. So you have a tremendous amount of control, usually, especially in the early years of retirement. Now, at age 72, you'll lose some of that control because of the Minimum distributions required from your retirement accounts. And it's about 4% per year, so you can do the math. So there's this sweet spot between retirement age and age 72 where many people can live in a very low tax bracket and take advantage of opportunities like maybe Roth conversion in a 10 or 12% tax bracket or capital gains harvesting in a 0% tax bracket or even in a 15% tax bracket. You know How long are we going to have preferred tax rates for long-term capital gains? Washington, the, the President Administration and Congress uh, has talked about eliminating some of the long-term capital gains benefits. One of the best things the IRS has ever given us is the tax treatment of long-term capital gains. That should be part of your tax strategy. But what happens if that goes away? I think that's a risk. So taking advantage of opportunities now, even if you're over age 72, you you lose some control because of the required minimum distribution, but you don't lose all control. There's still a lot of things you can do after 72, potentially, to take advantage of today's tax rates because the reality is income taxes today. Federal income taxes are pretty dang low as compared to the rest of our history. Our highest tax bracket is 37%. Historically, it's been under 40% since 1986. That's 35 years. It's historically low. Prior to that, it had been over 50% uh, for really since uh, the 1930s with the Great Depression. And some of those years it was over 70% and even over 90% some of those years after World War II. So it's important to understand in context where we are in a tax environment and what the opportunities are. And you know what you just did with your CPA is not typically tax planning, that's tax preparation. That's looking into the rear view mirror at things that have already happened and cannot be changed. If you sold an investment and generated a long-term gain in 2020, you cannot undo that. If you took a distribution from your IRA and, in, and got a 1099 for taxable income in 2020, you cannot undo that. It's preparation. That's all it is. There's very, limit, very a lot of limitations as to what a CPA can do to save you on your taxes. Now, tax planning, by contrast, is looking forward to the future. How can you be intentional, especially in retirement, about the taxes that you pay? What do your investment gains look like? How do you draw income? How's the income taxed? What's your Social Security strategy? How does all this stuff work together? Understanding how the tax return is put together. Now, you don't need to be an expert on that. You just, you need to, you know, that's what we do at Brogan Financial. Now, we're not CPAs. We don't do tax preparation. But tax planning is completely different. So there is a limit to how deeply we can go because we're not CPAs. But we're very effective at looking at what taxes you're paying now and how you can structure things to pay less tax in the future. And that may mean, you know, it's how much tax do you pay today and how much tax might you pay tomorrow. Considering things like, Where are tax rates going? Can you take advantage of gains now if if rates change? What about in the future? What are your minimum distributions going to look like? What are all of those opportunities? And I'll, I'll be honest, I think there's a decent likelihood that the next 10 years is very choppy in the stock market. And if that happens, it's going to be very, very important to minimize your income tax burden. Because, you know, we all remember the expression, it's not how much you make, it's how much you get to keep. So if if, if markets are choppy the next 10 years and you don't end up with a robust return, if you can pay less tax, your net is going to be higher. So you're not making as much, so in order to boost your net, you, you minimize your taxes. So I think it's critically important. Now, we have published a guide, Tax Planning in the New Age. If you go to my website at Broganfinancial.com, click on resources, you can scroll down there, and it's tax planning in the new age. I'd love for you to get that. It's a complimentary download, and you can pull that up and be reading it right now today. And you can start seeing all of the things that need to go. And it's, you know, it's 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 pretty in depth, but it's also pretty simple simplified and straightforward so you can understand it. Uh, but do that. Download that guide, Tax Planning in the New Age. Now when we come back, will we see a Secure Act 2.0? The Secure Act was enacted in December of 2019. It changed how retirement accounts, are, ha- how they come out, what, what happens at death. It changed a bunch of stuff. And they're talking about now a Secure Act 2.0. So what is on the table that you need to be aware of. So don't go away. You're listening to more Living with Jim Brogan here on News Talk
0: 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan.
1: Thanks for tuning in to More Living here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. If you've missed part of our show, you can catch us again this afternoon at 3 p.m. We're also a podcast. You can go to BroganFinancial.com, click on radio. In 2019, we saw the SECURE Act pass, and it changed the rules on... A lot of things with retirement account distributions and contributions, the taxation of inherited accounts, and other important points. Now, the SECURE Act is, SECURE is actually an acronym. It stands for Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement. You know, I guess Congress has to always have some clever acronym kind of thing going on, but that's why it's called the SECURE Act. Now, a new bill is could make its way through Congress. It's known informally as the Secure Act 2.0. The new bill is actually named the Securing a Strong Retirement Act, SSR. And it encourages people to save for retirement. And here's what they're talking about. It would require most employer-sponsored retirement plans to automatically enroll workers now the next few things I'm going to talk about I think are pretty good things that one right there that doesn't seem uh, that, that seems pretty overreaching think about that that's going to require workers to have money you know if you have to contribute money to get a match does that mean they're going to require you to contribute and don't get me wrong, I think that's the first thing people should do when they get their first job is contribute to their retirement accounts. But being mandated from the government and then mandating that employers auto-enroll people that and, and you cannot out, opt out, uh, that sounds like overreach to me. So that's the part that really makes me uncomfortable. Uh, but the next few things I see here are pretty attractive. It aims to reduce retirement plan administration costs for small businesses, you know, the, the hidden costs of 401ks. Many 401ks are, have a lot of high costs. And it's important for you to know when you retire, for example, or if you're retired, or if you have taken have an old 401k, what are the costs in the 401k? What are the costs if you roll that into an IRA? What are the costs if you roll that into a new 401k? Um, it would raise contribution catch-up limits by allowing them to increase each year with inflation. Now, we have some of that now. Uh, We have the the, the amount you can contribute going up, but the catch-up amount, they're talking about more hedging for inflation. That's, you know, when you're 50 and up, you can put in more money. It would also allow those over age 60 to contribute an additional $10,000 a year into their 401k, 403b, or other company plan, and an additional $5,000 per year into a simple IRA. I love that option. And remember, you know, when you're 60, you have access to those funds because you're over 59 and a half. So how cool to be able to add another 10000 a year, get a tax deduction on it now, and then take it out when you're retired and have less taxable income. Or if you prefer Roth, if there's a Roth option in your 401k. And it would delay retire- required minimum distributions until age 75. That sounds productive, too. So, you know, it, it, starting in 2020, the RMD age was went from 70 and a half to 72. And, of course, it was waived for 2020. It ended up being waived last year because of the pandemic. And that was in the, the CARES Act that was passed for, you know, relief, pandemic relief. And now, you know, once you're 72 and older, you have a minimum distribution. They, they, they did start pretty quickly talking about Raising it to 75, and I think that would people are living longer and longer lives, I think that would be a great thing because, you know, then you're, you don't have those forced distributions until 75, so you have more tax planning opportunities to be intentional about the income taxes you pay now and that you pay in the future. It would also make it easier, the bill would make it easier for employer plans to offer what are called qualified longevity annuity contracts. Now, this is a little bit of a double-edged sword. What is a qualified longevity annuity contract? Some people call them uh, longevity insurance. Qualified means it would be inside of a retirement account. You know, the idea is you add money to it now, let's say you're sixty years old, you put more mo- you put or even fifty years old. you put money in it, and it does nothing until you're say eighty five years old. And then if you live to 85, then it's going to start producing income that's guaranteed for the rest of your life. So that's why it's called longevity insurance, because you cannot outlive it. What happens if you die before you're 85? It depends on the guarantees that you put on it. So one advantage to something like that is it gives you more flexibility to investing for secure income. Uh, One of the challenges is the payouts the numbers that are going to be used to calculate your income when you reach 85 years old are based on historically low interest rates today. So there is a pretty significant inflationary risk with a qualified longevity annuity contract. And so one thing I'll say on this is that as you get more access to things like that in a 401k plan, it creates more potential for confusion where you need to really understand what you're doing and is somebody merely trying to sell you an investment or an annuity contract or are they trying to meet your needs are they a fiduciary charged with protecting your best interests at all times or are they merely trying to sell you something and it gets more confusing so I'm all for more options but you then it becomes more important for you to be informed or working with someone who is required to act in your best interest at all times, and first and foremost. So that's today's show. We've covered a lot of interesting things, and I would urge you, if you missed part of this show, you can hear it again at 3 p.m. Uh, we're on every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. and again at 3 p.m. You can also check it out online at BroganFinancial.com. Now, I did mention uh, we've got our guide, Tax Planning in the New Age, I think all of you that I talk to in the community are worried about the future of our income tax system. We're worried about long-term capital gains tax rates. There are so many things going on with our fiscal challenges right now that we were already having and have been exacerbated by the pandemic. And so having a tax plan is so important. So if you go to my website at BroganFinancial.com, click on Resources, and you can download Tax Planning in the New Age. You may need to scroll down just a bit. we got a bunch of resources there. But it's Tax Planning in the New Age. It is a complimentary download. Now, my next college class is is uh, Thrive Financially in Retirement. It's at Pellissippi State at the Hardin Valley Campus in August. You can find out my entire upcoming fall class schedule. It's two-part adult education, two two two-hour sessions in the evenings, a $59 fee. You can find out more at broganfinancial.com. Click on Classes, and you can go to a web page to learn more and get the syllabus and all that stuff. Thank you to Chris, Engineering the Board. Thank you, to Jill producing the show. Thank you for tuning in. This is More Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. Have a very blessed Memorial Day weekend, and God bless you if you served our country.